brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Morning, Brooke. Hey, Timothy. How are you today? I am doing well, thank you. Good, good. Oh, my goodness. What a great week. Um, we had an awesome podcast yesterday following up uh, all about your Tulsa trip. I'm so excited to to uh, to see where that's going to go. I see people posting all over social media about how they're bringing it to their towns. I mean, it's the, the buzz has not died down. It is very hot. Absolutely. But that was two days ago. Yesterday, we had Daniel Richard, who told us all about the shenanigans going on in New Hampshire. And he's actually suing the governor of New Hampshire over the emergency COVID dictates, and as well as some of the election rigging and dilution of the state uh, constitution, the way that they have pretty much destroyed the New Hampshire state constitution by over the last 20 years by not fully disclosing to people what the provision they were voting for actually uh, entailed. They would literally change the language for the ballot and then change it back when it was implemented. And, And today you've got a great guest in North Carolina. Why don't you tell folks about Major David Goetz while I go get him on the line? Mm hmm. Yeah, Timothy talks about shenanigans in state elections for state questions, but also, as we know, what happened on November 3rd. So shenanigans have been happening a long, long time. Um, This is a friend of mine from the Tea Party days. Those of you who are North Carolina uh, listeners will recognize Major Dave uh, as part part of our Tea Party movement in the early 2009, 10, uh, 11, and 12 swell. And then he was very involved with Republican politics, obviously. Uh, Currently, he's been digging up information from the North Carolina Board of Elections database. And I think he's got quite a story to tell as far as finding the the findings that he's been making uh, by digging up all of that data. And that is uh, not an easy task. I don't think I would want to do that at all. And I'm really appreciative of men like Major Dave and Bobby Python and Joe Vaughn. Um, so it's very um, it's very important work, and we can't implore you enough how important it is to volunteer at your local board of elections. Sign up to be an elections judge. Work the board. Work the elections. Do something. Do we have Major Dave? I'm here. Good morning. Well, good morning, sir. It's been so long since we spoke. Welcome. Yes, it has been. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Yes, sir. Well, um, I've been watching you for months as you've been um, posting about your findings when you've dug around in the North Carolina 
Board of Elections. So I'm sure you've got many stories to tell. I'm just going to turn it over to you and let you tell us what you found, and and really we'll move on from there with what we can do about it. Well, but the problem is, is every I, I used to say I turn over a rock, I find a snake. Now every time I turn over a rock, I find five more rocks and five snakes. That's how bad the data is. Yeah. And what got me started in this was back in 2016 when we realized we had several counties in North Carolina that had more registered voters than, according to the census, they had people over 18 living there. Right. So we knew there was a problem with the records keeping. And North Carolina is very fortunate because they do publish a lot of election data, uh, more so than most states do. Um, mm-hmm. And they update these files on a nearly daily basis throughout the election. And that allowed me to track the changes in the data from one day to the next. And that's when I started noting discrepancies. And I'll give you a quick example from this past election. On election night, around 9 o'clock, with 49% of the precincts reporting, every Republican council state candidate had was showing how many votes they had from by-mail ballots. Mm-hmm. On the council state, of course, that's governor, lieutenant governor, the commissioners of insurance, agriculture, labor, the secretary, the auditor, um, the treasurer. Mm-hmm. By noon on Wednesday, the very next day, all 100% of the precincts had reported. Yet the Republican candidate in each of those races saw their vote total from by-mail ballots decrease by anywhere from 25 to 29,000 votes. And the Democrat challenger went up by a similar amount. Not an exactly identical amount. That would have been too obvious. Sure. <clears throat> so I started digging into who was benefiting from this because all of those races but one were won by a significant majority. The only race that was close was the attorney general's race. And the Democrat incumbent was actually behind. So when you take 25,000 away and you give 26, that's a vote swing of 51,000 votes. Of course. And what it did for the Democrat was give them a 13,000 vote margin of victory. Now, in North Carolina, if your margin of victory is 10,000 votes or less, you can ask for an automatic recount that the state pays for. Mm Mm-hmm. So they had to get him just over that 10,000 vote threshold mm-hmm. because you can still get a recount, but you have to pay for it. The candidate mm-hmm. asking for the recount has to pay for it. Right. <clears throat> this helped identify a trend from 2016 because in 2020, the Republicans swept every statewide race except for governor, attorney general, state auditor, and secretary of state. Mm. What is unique about those four positions is they happen to be the only four with a statutory or constitutional role to play in the conduct of our elections and the investigation of election fraud. (laughs) Isn't that convenient? How convenient. And, of course, (laughs) 
I just refuse to accept that as coincidence. <clears throat> I've been working with the legislature um, very closely uh, with half a dozen or more members I'm in regular contact with who are drafting bills to address some of this. Um, the state Good. board has been less than forthcoming in answering my questions. In fact, I went and met with the executive director back in 2017, following my findings that I published on 2016's election. Mm -hmm. And I go into the room expecting to meet with the executive director, and not only is she there, but she's got her five top deputies. Oh, boy. Public affairs, her data guru, her uh, director of investigations, director of elections, and her lawyer. Mm-hmm. And we sat there for two and a half hours, well past their normal quitting time, and they could not answer any of my questions. Not only did they not answer them, uh, to give you an example, um, and so your listeners know, if you vote for more choices than allowed, that's called an overvote, and none of them count. Mm -hmm. If you can vote for, say, three out of five and you only vote for two, that creates an undervote. Mm -hmm. Or if you leave it blank, that creates undervotes. You have to have the overvotes and undervotes to count with the votes that did that were awarded to a candidate to reconcile total votes with total ballots. Well, I pointed out there are 505 missing lines of over and undervote totals from the 2016 results. What this, and this was in 38 counties, and they were missing from races from U.S. president all the way down to county soil and water conservation supervisor, wow. uh, dog, dog catcher, literally. Mm -hmm. Instead of investigating to find out how and why those lines went missing, their decision on the spot and captured in the audio recording they made of it, she simply directs her staff not to make those numbers public anymore. <laughs> There's a solution. <clears throat> and fortunately, the legislature last year in House Bill 1169 restored the mandate that they published the over and under vote totals. Okay. Well, technically, they complied with it this time. But the problem is they didn't post it in the results until January. <laughs> so any doctoring, and, and that's my suspicion for 2016 and has been all along. Somebody was digitally taking those over and under votes that should not have counted and were putting them in the column for the candidate of their choice. Sure. How dare you demand transparency, sir? <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, but this is all well documented. But, you know, when I walked into the room, three of their staff slid their phones flat out on the table very casually. And about an hour into this two-and-a-half-hour meeting, I asked them, I said, well, you are recording this, aren't you? And they sheepishly admitted, yes, they were. Mm -hmm. um, I asked for a copy of the uh, recording. They provided it to me, and I've reviewed it all, and it does not appear to have been edited in any way. Um, so, But we have them on record as saying, well, we're just going to stop making that data public. How dare you question it, you know? Wow, wow. And for 19 elections, um, counting all the local municipal elections from 2016 to 2020, uh, we did not have the over and under votes. We can't reconcile whether the votes actually totaled the number of ballots or not. Gosh. Could that be the basis of a lawsuit 
you have the evidence of them saying that they're not going to provide that data? Uh, yes and no. Um, the executive director has since changed. Um, Governor Cooper appointed a Democrat-leaning uh, director of elections when once he became governor. And so the people and parties involved are no longer in that position. Um, it was a staff action, not a board vote action. So um, it, it's just probably not worth the money at this time. I, I think it serves a better purpose just to educate the public that their public servants are less than transparent and have no intention of being fully transparent. The only thing they're transparent with is what they want us to know about the election, and that's basically to accept the final outcome. Mm -hmm. the, when they update these data files every day, you should know that the prior version disappears. Oh, wow. So Wait, it's not archived? It's not. And that's one of the legislative initiatives I'm pushing for this time is that they all be retained so that we, anybody can track these changes as they occur. Does North Carolina not have a public record statute? Well, they do. And and I would submit under 52 U.S. Code 20701 that mandates that all records be retained for 22 months for federal elections, that those interim versions fall under that statute and should be retained for the full 22 months. Absolutely. That would seem self-evident, but it doesn't for them, does it? No. Um, well, Major, if you provide us with that short clip of the longer meeting, uh -huh. wh wherein that conversation took place and they said they're not going to provide that data, we would be happy to post that on our website and make an article about it, uh, because this absolutely needs to be known by the citizens of North Carolina. That's correct. Uh, just, just the attitude, even if the people are gone, this is the attitude of the people that are serving in your state government. Mm -hmm. Well, that's very true. And... The other thing that we are pushing for um, to enhance the transparency is to create an independent office of election integrity. You know, the legislative branch is the only of the three branches that does not have its own investigative capacity. The courts have their sheriffs and investigators. Um, the um, executive branch has the State Bureau of Investigation who can investigate, but the legislature has no such capacity. And so I am pushing for something along the lines of an inspector general's office. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> you know, when we launch a nuclear missile, you have two guys with keys standing more than an arm's length apart so that no one person can launch a nuke on their own. Right. Well, right now, all the data is reported to one location at the State Board of Elections. And whoever that data technician is sitting at that keyboard has at his fingertips total control over what is reported as the outcome. That's too much. That's carte blanche power for one person. Oh. You're right. And this, this independent office would require the counties to upload their data to this second office, independent of the first, and therefore the totals have to match. They mm -hmm. can't be changed. Mm -hmm. And hey, if anybody did change it at one point, it would become obvious when compared to the data from the other. And did you see the same pattern in 2020 that you saw in 2016, where 49% showed, you know, the Republicans getting 63,000 votes, and then when the 100,000 or the 100% totals were in, that was reduced by 25,000, 29,000. Did you see the same activity in 2020? 
I saw the activity in 2020, but I did not see it in 2016 because at, I did not get started until after the election was over. I was not capturing the files on a daily basis like I did this time or like I did in 2018. But I can tell you from the municipal elections in 2017, the midterm in 2018, the municipals in 2019, and now the general election in 2020, there are clear patterns of data alteration taking place. Um, a quick example, last November, we had our last day of early voting on October 31st. That's a Saturday. Now, election day was Tuesday the 3rd. Between the 3rd and the 10th, we had over 20,000 more records show up as people reported as having voted during that early voting period between the 15th of October and the 31st. Now, why did it take as much as a week for their vote to show up in the poll book data? You know, when they were checked in at the one-stop site, that should have flagged their record in the poll book, and when the county made their next upload, that record should have been there. To make matters worse, between the 10th of November and the 14th, another 2,700 early voting one-stop voters showed up in the record. That's 23,000 more votes that I believe were completely fabricated. Yeah. To cover things like that vote switch in the um, vote totals. And, and so, we know this is happening. I'm sorry, Brooke, go ahead. That's okay. No, I just wanted to mention, so I hear a lot about how integ you know, the integrity of the election was very strong here in North Carolina. I've gone to the conventions. I've listened to the chairman. Every he speaks at, he talks about how they had attorneys in every room and that they were on top of this and they did the lawsuits prior and other states were needed to follow us and that he just went and saw Mr. Trump down in Mar-a-Lago to talk about how incredible mm -hmm. North Carolina performed on November 3rd. That doesn't exactly jive with what you're telling us from the data. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Great question. Now, <laughs> it, it gives me the opportunity to explain the two different animals that we're chasing here. Okay. They did a great job in preventing voter fraud. Voter fraud is what people do at the polls. The illegals voting, double voting, felons voting, um, people not registered voting. Um, and I differentiate that and election fraud. Yes. 
Voter fraud is one thing, but election fraud is the digital manipulation of the data behind the scenes. And Which is a pattern of, that, of what we've seen. Exactly. And none of the, all that great effort at the polls can stop election fraud because that's internal. Now, we don't use Dominion in North Carolina. Uh, I could do a whole other show about the original contracting and how that was all tainted and steered to Democrat favoring businesses. Um, but the there's no evidence of any external hacking of any kind of uh, manipulation uh, on an international scale by any means. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I just believe we have evolved from the old days of paper ballot box stuffing to the electronic age of digital ballot box stuffing, which is the fabrication of digital records of votes and voters, making it appear as though people voted who never even went to the polls. Well, and conversely, we know this is going on across the country because I have received reports from people that it happened to we saw, and this is one of the big problems with early voting and why I'm opposed to it, we saw, uh, I have at least seven people who reported to me that they went to the polls and the poll book showed that they had already voted because, as you said, why did it yeah. take a week in North Carolina for those early voters to show up in the poll book? It should have done right away. Well, in these instances, it did do right away. So these people went to the polls. It said they had already voted. and They said, no, I haven't. They had to fill out a provisional ballot and go through that whole procedure. So we know it's happening. We know that they're using people who haven't, that don't vote in every election, people who may have moved. They're manufacturing right. ballots for those people. And sometimes they make a mistake and actually get somebody that is going to vote. And that person shows up at the polls and, and tries to vote and can't. So we well, know that they- there's a problem there. Exactly, and they're supposed to allow them to cast a provisional ballot, and then the county board of elections has to investigate. Um, All of those early voting ballots are barcoded. They have to be retrievable so that you can go back and pull the actual piece of paper that um, calls it to show that person already voted. Um, And when they do that, uh, most of the times they cancel the first ballot and the provisional ballot winds up being counted. They found out it was an error. Uh, Oftentimes that occurs when you have uh, father and son or mother and daughter with the same name. Hmm. So there there are logical reasons why this can happen on occasion. What raises the red flag, though, is when we see it start happening in in greater numbers. Exactly. When it's systemic. Gee, if, 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 if only we had something... Like, I don't know, maybe a little card that had a data chip in it, kind of like a debit card that when when you actually go and cast your ballot, it's automatically recorded. Uh, well, bingo. I, I, I guess I'm good, just a racist. I have a good friend of mine. His favorite saying is, we have better controls on a $2 purchase on eBay than we have on our election data. We that absolutely no do. No lie. Mm-hmm. That's very true. And, of course, I'm referencing anybody that's pushing for voter ID is instantly targeted and tarred as a racist. Meanwhile, meanwhile, voter ID is highly popular in minority communities. Blacks overwhelmingly support it. Hispanics overwhelmingly support it. Asians overwhelmingly support it. So this whole charge of racism, uh, actually, they want elections 
to have higher integrity. Mexico well, that's did. Very, that's very true. <laughs> yeah. and, and the the federal circuit court overturned the lower court ruling that was blocking our photo voter ID for the last election, leaving only one state case, and that was heard this past week in Wake County Superior Court in Raleigh, and the Southern Poverty Law Center, or whatever it's called, their key attorney who was called as an expert witness admitted on the stand she had never even read the bill. (laughs) She did not know that the bill they were protesting, the primary sponsor was a black African-American Democrat, and that they had accepted seven amendments to that bill, all offered by Democrats. Wow. It wasn't the Republicans that put in photo voter ID in North Carolina. It had strong Democrat support, but they had a mantra of sue until blue. Exactly. They were taking things to court, trying to get from the courts what they cannot get through the legislative process. As and they've done over the I, last 50 years. And this is why I appreciate shows like yours, because so many people out there really have no clue of just what's going on with elections and election integrity, because you're not going to get the truth from the mainstream media. Mm-mm. Absolutely not. And I've even proposed to a Florida congressman the North American Voter Integrity uh, Confirmation Act, which would make American elections conform to the requirements in both Canada and Mexico. Now, if right. we could just have if we could just have Mexico's election system, I think everybody would be happy. Why can't we have Mexico's election system? Why is it racist to want the Mexican system where they have a photo ID card and they have to use it to 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 both to sign it to register to vote and to sign in? Right. Where well, do we go from here? What are your bills that you're helping um, with some legislators here in North Carolina? Well, the the first bill actually addressed an issue we haven't touched on, and that was the dark money that flowed in. Oh, okay. Um, the, yeah. A group called the Center for Tech and Civic Life donated over $6.5 million to a combination of our State Board of Elections and 34 of our counties. These all went to the heavily Democrat counties, um, supposedly to pay for ballot drop boxes and things which are illegal here. Um, some of the counties say they didn't use the money and they're going to return it. But the very first bill that came out has a provision in it to prohibit county boards of elections or the state board from accepting any outside funding. Now, we, we need to amend that to include donations in kind because we don't want to leave a loophole that can work around. Um, those um, Center for Tech and Civic Life was actually founded by a lady named Whitney May, who is a former employee of the Durham County Board of Elections, which we know Durham's history of, of voter questionable voter practices sure. uh, is, is legend in North Carolina. Um, so you start seeing connections between all these people and organizations. And if you go on the State Board of Elections website, they have a list of organizations that they quote partnered with. <laughs> Why does the State Board of Elections have to partner with anybody? Well, let me give you an idea. This time, because of COVID, we said we're going to have an online system so that if you vote by mail, you can go online and you can track the status of your ballot. 
and it was called Ballot Tracks. Mm. Ballot Tracks um, from a Denver, Colorado company called i3Logics. And I did a little research on i3Logics. They got their start in 2005 with a federal government contract to track the distribution and administrators of the flu vaccine. What? So now we have the merger of your voting records and your health records. And with COVID sitting on top of us and them wanting a passport and tracking your vaccine data, I get very, very concerned. And apparently, I3Logics apparently did not charge North Carolina for that service. Why? Because they they got ballot data on a couple of million North Carolinians. Absolutely. Not just Mm. ballot data, but uh, residence data. Exactly. There's something like four and a half million people um, who voted by mail in November, and their name, address, um, party affiliation, everything is right there in that file when they voted by mail. And it's all Mm. attached to what? to your social security number. When I got my first social security card, it said right on it not to be used for identification purposes. Exactly. Yep. And now you can't go anywhere or do anything without disclosing your SSID and everything is tied to that number. And the data that is associated is scary, how much of a portrait that they have on us just using our SSID. Well, our own government was one of the first to violate that when they went from having a, a what they call an RA number for our military members, um, your serial number, to using your Social Security number as your military ID number. Mm-hmm. So yep. the government itself, you know, broke its own law there when they decided to change that policy. But you're right. Everything is tracked. Um, the election data will not show you the Social Security or the last four. It will not show the date of birth, but it will show the voter's age. So you can come pretty close. Sure. Um, and and in the level of detail that I've dug down, for example, in Wake County and Raleigh, I identified prior to Election Day 13 voters who had already sent in their by-mail ballot but who had since passed away. Those obituaries were provided to the County Board of Elections who still voted to accept those ballots anyway. You know, mm. so I can dig into the weeds like that. I can get way down into detail. But once I do, I lose the ability to explain to the legislators exactly what the problem is. Why? Because I usually only get three to five minutes. You and I have been talking, what, close to 20 minutes now? Mm-hmm. And not only are they not going to remember it an hour later, it doesn't lead them any closer to a solution because we are still defining the problem. Again, I go back to the rock and a snake and five rocks. Every time I dig even deeper, I find even more discrepancies in the data. Well, one Um, of the solutions is to make those board members that voted to accept ballots from people who had clearly died before they were filled out, we need to make them them famous. That's one part of the solution. I agree. Now, um, how did you get into this? That's what interests me is <laughs> what led you down this path? I was blessed in my military career to be a military police officer. 
in my enlisted years, I was trained as an investigator, served as an investigator. Um, I worked in the early years within the intelligence community. And then when I became a commissioned officer, um, I had the opportunity to work in government contracting to some degree. Um, I worked with relational databases. I managed a $7 million automation project at the Pentagon um, when I was a captain and made major out of that. And so it gave me the skill set to understand how relational databases work. And, of course, I wasn't involved in politics when I was in uniform, but when this fell to me, a, a friend of mine actually called me in December of 2016 and said, you know, hey, I, I think Durham County has more registered voters than they have people over 18 living there. And that's where it got it started. I found mm -hmm. six other counties with the same situation, and one thing has just led to another, and it snowballed and snowballed, and now it, it's become a full-time job since last September 4th when they started mailing out the ballots. I've worked on this several hours every single day. Well, God bless you for your, your passion, your commitment to this country and to North Carolina. People, this is what we're saying. The major has some expertise that he was able to employ toward good here. Now, you might not understand relational databases yourself. You might not be a data person, but you've got a skill set of your own that you're going to be able to apply to problems such as voter integrity, and that is what Brooke and I have been urging wholeheartedly. It's not time to throw up your hands in frustration. It's time to roll up your sleeves and dig in. Get involved with your local school board. We have over 200,000 Republican committee positions open. There are 400 billets, and we only have 200,000 filled. That means there are 200,000 opportunities across this country to get involved with the Republican Party, to change the manner in which it is currently operating. There's something that you can do at your local level. It might not be exactly what the major is doing. It might not be what someone else is doing, but there's something that you can do to help change your local community, your county, your state, and your nation. For sure. And Major, we just want to thank you for your continued service to this country, not only in, in uniform, but out of uniform. You have been, you're, you have been very um, noble and a, a great patriot, sir, and we thank you for it. Well, it's my, it's my honor and pleasure to continue to serve, and um, I would be happy to come back on the show and give you an update at some later point as well. I thank all of your audience for their time and listening in, and as he just said, there is something for you to do, and if you don't know what to do, Please ask. Ask somebody. They will find a job and put you to work. <laughs> Absolutely. Major, you're welcome back anytime. It was great talking to you. God bless Stay you. Here. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, dear. Wow. Another great citizen patriot. Oh, my goodness. We just are blessed. You know, we're blessed all over. We've been seeing these, these gentlemen do this data, data, Excuse me, Timothy, you always correct me. Uh, the, 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 date, the data digs throughout the whole country, and every one of them looks the same. He says inside, you know, it's not, it's not at the election. It's later with the da data points. It's later in the input or something like that that it swings 26% or it swings 49% or whatever. And this is a common occurrence. This is a theme. Mike Lindell has exposed this in his absolute proof video and his scientific proof video. Um, these are things and, we have to pay attention to. And, and as you mentioned, Mike, he now has a new video out that people need to, to watch as well. 
and Patrick Byrne has exposed this. Uh, mm-hmm. Jovan Pulitzer has exposed this. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Python has exposed this. So we've got them dead to rights. And sooner or later, somebody is going to listen. Somebody who has an opportunity or the authority to act is, is going to listen to recognize the problem and take action. I don't think I'm being fair. a Pollyanna on that. I think mm-hmm. that in the end, good wins. We know that in the end, God wins. It's just such a struggle to get there. But that's why we can never flag. We can never stint in our efforts. We just have to keep plugging away. That's right. God bless you folks today. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Until next time, God bless you. God bless these United States. Keep fighting the good fight. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.